This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit cincyjourney.org. Joe Merrick, I'm the lead pastor here at Journey Church, and uh, we are so excited that you are here with us today. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, a wonderful day together this morning. Typically, uh, we are in some kind of month-long teaching series, but today is a standalone message, a standalone Sunday, and what we're going to talk about today is this, uh, one of the most basic and important factors in faith, namely trusting God. Uh, Now, trusting God is something that we all need to be better at. We all need to be better at doing that. But here's the one thing I want to make sure gets implanted in our minds and our hearts today. If we could put that first slide up this morning, when we don't want to trust God, that is when we need to trust him the most. When we don't want to trust God, that is when we need to trust him the most. When life gets hard and difficult, when we panic, when we scramble, but more than anything in those moments, what we need to do is we need to trust God's wisdom. We need to trust his Wisdom. We're going to talk about more of that in just a minute, but before we do, let me make a pause here and do some of our housekeeping things this morning. Number one, uh, I want to make sure that everybody reaches into the seat back in front of them and finds uh, our Connect card there. Uh, the Connect card is just a valuable, valuable piece of paper for us. You, it not only lets us know that you're here, uh, you can share prayer requests, decisions you've made. Maybe you want to volunteer some area. You want us to know something. Uh, this is one of the best ways uh, to get that message to us. You can drop it in the offering bags as they go by at the end of our time together, uh, or there's some baskets in the back of the auditorium. Also, just a couple of things uh, to be aware of in your program today. Uh, Herb Bunch's uh, uh, celebration uh, of life is scheduled for this coming Saturday. Uh, Those details are in your program, and uh, they are asking that you RSVP. So if you have not done that and you plan to attend, uh, please uh, make sure you take a moment and and look at that. Uh, Also, in there, if, this, uh, if you have young children, uh, Camp Lebanon dates are there. Camp Lebanon is a great place uh, to send your kids. Uh, they have all age ranges there uh, from the young ones to high school. And uh, my kids have been going for years now, and they thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. So I uh, just wanted to make sure you take a look at that this morning. And then let's pray together. Lord God, we are... So thankful to be here in your house. Lord, we're so thankful for the messages in the moments that we took this morning to sing, to praise you, messages like you have done great things. I know when those words came off of my lips this morning, God, I said, yes, that is true. You have done great things in this place in my life. I am so thankful for that. We also, pray, we also sang about your promise to continue to do 
great things. God, we celebrate that today. Lord, we just pray that you open our minds and our hearts to what you would have us hear this morning. In your name we pray, amen. All right, well, uh, this morning uh, I want you just to use your imaginations as we get started. I want you to imagine a hike with friends and family. It's a beautiful sunny day, the hike is long, the trees are and plants, they're dense, the grade is steep, but everybody's having a good time. They're all smiles, it's a happy day. You climb and you climb, you marvel at some of the small animals that are kind of scurrying around you, uh, see a giant oak that you can barely wrap your arms around. And finally, there's a clearing up ahead after a lot of walking already. But the last hundred feet, the last hundred feet of this clearing, it's steep. Every step is a strain and a struggle. But you get to the top. And your eyes are amazed because all of a sudden, you're not looking at one tree at a time, you're looking at thousands of trees and flowers. They, they dot the valley below. It's a beautiful, beautiful scene. And you're struck by the beauty of the moment. And when you turn around, you're struck by how far you have come. All of a sudden... All of a sudden, uh, the ache that was in your legs doesn't hurt quite so much. All of a sudden, that, that focus on your breathing, uh, how you kind of, uh, you were tired and you're breathing too hard and you kept saying to yourself, I got to go back to the gym so this isn't so hard next time. All of that is kind of taken over by just the, how your breath has been taken away by the beauty of the moment. Today... Today we're talking about trusting God. We're talking about the long journey that life is and how the terrain and the challenges of life can change quickly. And it's always when the climb becomes steep, when it becomes difficult, when we struggle, when we are in those moments that we lose we get so focused on how far we need to go that we lose sight of how far we've come. We get so focused on the challenge before us that we miss the beauty around us. And in those moments, we must remember that God is in control. Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36 this morning is where we're going to be. And the Apostle Paul is in the middle of this incredible writing uh, to the Romans. And that's kind of what he does. He pauses for a moment. He pauses and praises God. I'm going to be reading from the message this morning. Again, Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. Just listen to these words. Have you ever come on anything quite like this extravagant generosity of God? 
this deep, deep wisdom. It's way over our heads. We'll never figure it out. Is there anyone around who can explain God? Anyone smart enough to tell him what to do? Anyone who has done him such a huge favor that God has to ask his advice? The answer to all those questions are no. And then verse 36, it says, everything comes from him, comes from God. Everything happens through him. Everything ends up in him. Always glory, always praise. Yes, yes, yes. I just want to read that last verse once more for you this morning. Everything comes from him. Everything happens through him. Everything ends up in him. Paul has spent 11 chapters beautifully and in in great detail describing salvation and faith. This is a quick kind of run through, uh, outline here. He spends the first uh, several chapters in the book of Romans kind of setting the stage. He talks about uh, the sinfulness of humanity in chapters 1 through 3. Then he talks about the answer to that. The answer of justification in chapters 3 through 5. In 6 through 8, he talks about the principles of living faith out. And then chapters 9 through 11, he's describing God's righteousness. These are powerful themes, powerful words of the Bible. I mean, famous people, philosophers, theologians, uh, great thinkers, they would read what Paul wrote to the Romans, and it would radically shift how they viewed faith, how they viewed life, how they viewed uh, theology. Countless sermons and books have been written about these chapters. And Paul, right here, kind of in the middle of this book of Romans— He's just done all this deep, rich uh, kind of thinking and theologizing. And he pauses. He pauses and he just praises God. He praises God. And what does he praise him for? His surpassing wisdom. His surpassing wisdom for knowing what's going on when we don't for uh, seeing a path and an avenue and a way when we don't see a way, for uh, uh, being uh, be, uh, beyond and above the situation that we seem so caught and so stuck in. That's what Paul praises here. In essence, it's almost as if Paul stops for a moment. After all he has written, he says, you know what? Uh, we've talked about what faith is. Uh, we, I kind of described that. I talked about salvation. I talked about all of these things. I talked about living faith out. But let me just pause and make sure you understand this one thing. This isn't about you and your control. This is about God. His surpassing wisdom, his surpassing knowledge, and the fact that he is the one that is in control. What I'm getting at this morning is this. If God really is controlled, then we have to recognize that God is bigger than us, bigger than our troubles, bigger than our challenges, 
bigger than anything that we face, bigger than any mountain we are currently climbing or that is coming our way. And when life is hard and things seem out of control, beyond our ability, we need to pause. We need to pause like Paul here, and we need to remember that God is not surprised, that God is not panicking along with us, that God is not at a loss for what to do. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus and his disciples, they're in a boat, and a great storm comes up, and it scares the disciples so much, it's so fierce, they are sure that the boat is going to either just fill all the way up with water, the wind's going to capsize it, whatever's going to happen, they're not going to make it through the night. And Jesus is asleep on this same boat. Notice that, he's asleep. And they go over and they wake him up, and when he rises, he is not worried at all about the storm, but he is concerned about the lack of faith that his disciples are showing. Too many times, too many times, when trouble comes, that is us, panicking, sure that we are doomed, sure that there is no way out, and yet God has a way. Our fretting, our fears, our need for control is taking a moment that is already difficult, a time in our life that is already full of challenge, and it's multiplying the challenge. It's like we're trying to make our way up the mountain, trying to make our way up the mountain, and we have this uh, big backpack on, and we have all these things that we don't need in the backpack. We have all this extra weight that we are carrying, and it's making every step harder, more difficult, more laborsome. Just weighing us down. What I'm trying to describe for us today is this simple fact. On the mountain, when the grade is steep and difficult, when we are faced with adversity, so many times our perspective needs to change. So many times our perspective is wrong. It has an error. We are so focused on how far we need to go, so focused on the path we see, so overwhelmed by the distance and the condition, thinking that we're never going to make it, that we don't see God ahead of us. We don't see God encouraging us along the way. We don't see God extending out a hand to us. This week, I was reading an article written by an author named uh, Kristen McNulty. And she was trying to describe her struggle with this uh, very issue, these issues of trusting God, these issues of uh, uh, wanting kind of to control everything but not let God control things. And she does this by reflecting on uh, kind of when she first got her driver's license. 
Now, uh, I'll just try and summarize. She basically said this, for 16 years, for 16 years, I I rode in the car with my mom without a worry. I never thought about uh, uh, how fast she was going. I never thought about the route that we were taking. I never thought about, did she use her turn signal or not? But one day, with my driver's license, right? You know where this is going? One day with my driver's license, she says, and I'm an expert. I'm second-guessing everything she's doing. I'm saying, Mom, why are you going so slow? You're blocking this lane of traffic. Uh, Are you sure? Did you check your mirror when we pulled out there? Are your hands at 10 and 2? Her mom is not amused, right? Not amused. And as she's kind of thinking back about this, she adds this that I think is really powerful and helpful with that scene in her mind. She says, that's what it's so often like for us with God. That's what it's so often like for us with God. We have this little sliver of experience. And all of a sudden, we think we're the expert. We think we know better. Better than the one who built the roads, designed the car, built it up, who uh, drew the maps, wrote the traffic laws, won every race performed. She then ends the quote, ends her article with this quote. She says this, we often think of great faith as something that has happened spontaneously so that we can be used for a miracle or a healing. However, the greatest faith of all and the most effective is to live day by day trusting him. Trusting him so much that we look at every problem as an opportunity to see his work in our life. It's not worrying, but rather trusting and abiding in the peace of God that will crush anything Satan tries to do to us. If the Lord created the world out of chaos, he can easily deal with any problem that we have. What I've been trying to communicate this morning what I've been trying to communicate in this uh, story, uh, this analogy of a mountain in these Bible verses, in this story about a know-it-all young driver, is that God has every decision, every day, every outcome under control. And we need to trust that. We need to put our trust in his wisdom. And the challenge I have for you today is just this simple one. When life gets hard, when you face a challenge that seems too great, when you really, when what you really want to do is to control everything around you, that is when you need to trust God the most. That's when you need to trust him the most. And that can seem so simple when the road is straight and flat and the path is clear, but you throw in some curves, 
You throw in a few forks in the road. You got to make some decisions. The, The grade gets steep. And all of a sudden, we are yanking that steering wheel back from God. What we need to hear today is that the more that we want to do that, the more we want to do that, the more we feel the need to be in control, the more we need to trust, the more we need to have faith, the more we need to have patience. The band's going to come forward this morning. We're going to pray about that. As they do, let me just read one quote from the devotional I've been reading this year that I think sums up so much of what I was trying to say today. It says this, don't keep looking at the regrets behind you, the problems around you, and the sin within you. Rather, lift your head and see the help above you. Walk with your head held high and your eyes fixed on him. Let's make that our prayer today. Lord, so many times we're doing one of those things. So many times we have our focus drawn on the problems around us, the challenges we face. We have our focus pulled on regrets that are behind us, or sin or failings that have occurred. And what you've tried to do in in this passage, what you've tried to do in, in so much of Scripture is to get us to stop for a moment and to look to the help above us. That's what I'm doing right now, God. Looking to the help above Help us all to do that today. No matter what we are struggling with, no matter whether we are right on a mountain right now or there is one coming towards us, God, and the path is difficult. Help us to remember these words, to look to the help above us. Because God, we know that you are there We know that you are before us. We know that you are always reaching out a hand to us. In your wonderful and powerful name we pray. Amen.